This generation begins that process. Yes, sir. I want to be able to hear your remarks tonight. I'd like to ask you a question about the topic of the issue that you're talking about. Because I understand that black men and the role as fathers. As I understand it, the out of wedlock rate is extremely high in the black community. Yes. What do you suggest ought to be done about that? Yes, I don't think, uh, sir, we can talk about the out of wedlock rate in the black community without putting it in context. As you know, for 300 years, our mothers and fathers were sold as chattel slaves. And we were disallowed the privilege and the right of family. And we were disallowed the privilege and the right of marriage, which is the cornerstone of family. And the black male was treated as a stud horse, only to impregnate the female so that she could produce another slave. But we were disallowed the opportunity to develop family that we might take care of and nurture what we produced. So 300 years or 400 years later, we have the effect of that cause. Gross immorality, disrespect of the female, and the lack of responsibility on the part of the black male in uh, uh, nurturing and caring for what we produce. So there has to be a total um, new teaching and way of civilizing the black man and woman that we might remove from our people totally the scars of 400 years of slavery. Thank you, my brother. Peace to God. Peace to the universe. Welcome back. And welcome back to our audience. This is the FN Universe. Black power thinking, a little psychology, and a little humor. And hopefully, some critical thinking and intelligent black people, as Dr. Boyce Watkins would say. I'm sure that there's some intelligent black people out there. I don't know if they're listening to this podcast, but this goes out into the universe of those type of thinkers. Indeed. How are you this week, brother? Well, bro, I think I was fine all the way up until today. (laughs) What happened today? (laughs) Bro, this was a mirage of stuff, bro. I... The devil was truly busy on this <clears throat> Ramadan Mubarak day. Indeed. Ramadan Kareem, brother. Right. I, I, I woke up to my daughter calling me. Mm-hmm. Um, she's with her mom. Our mom was taking her to school. Mm-hmm. And she called me and she was said, um, your car, you know, mom's car isn't working. Mm-hmm. 
something, something like that. Mm-hmm. And so I said, well, where are you, where are you guys? <clears throat> My wife was supposed to be taking her to school. Mm-hmm. So they were making a stop at, I don't know if it was the Dunkin' Donuts or McDonald's, one of those mm-hmm. fast food ju- joint jobs that they <laughs> had no business at in the first place. <laughs> um, and so, you know, my wife was in her pro-black woman moment. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. Don't worry about it. You know, she's telling my daughter this, right? I can hear it in the background. So I get up. I said, you know what? See, this is this is how black people and I have one another sometimes. This is this this is why marriages work and don't work, right? Because you got to know when to say when, right? So I know as a black man that you need to go handle the situation. <laughs> if you leave it to her to handle it, she will handle it, but she will regret you for not handling it, right? Mm-hmm. And and she will do. She will figure out a way, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's the most effective or most efficient or not. <laughs> that, that women will do this, and that's mm-hmm. why I, I say to black men who leave their women and leave their children mm-hmm. because they want their woman to chase after them or they want them to feel inadequate because they're not there. Mm-hmm. Well, I can. I, what I'll say is. Most self-respecting black women are not going to chase you, and they're not—they're not going to beg you to do what you're supposed to do. Hmm. What they will do is they will do the best they can with what they have, hmm. and they would rather do that than to chase you. Hmm. So, so I'm saying all that the same. So I got up, drove over to where they were, got my daughter, mm-hmm. took her to school, mm-hmm. came back. Switch cars with my wife because her car wasn't working or she couldn't get it to work. Gave her my car, mm-hmm. right? Then I took her car. I mm-hmm. got it. I got it started. Got it working. Mm-hmm. Brought it. Brought it home. Did what needed to be done to make sure that it was running proficient, proficient, mm-hmm. and all the rest of that stuff, right? So then she comes back home, um, because she's on this Zoom call, emergency call, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, for work. Mm-hmm. She comes back and um, takes my son to uh, do his permit thing. Mm-hmm. So he takes his permit. He texts me and says, Dad, I passed my permit. I said, nice. you know, congratulations. So then he comes back. They come back. She asked me, is her car ready? Can she take her car? You know, is it feasible to take her car whatever? Mm-hmm. I said, well, I have one more thing I need to do with it. You know, um, so she takes my car, um, takes him, she goes to pick up my daughter from school, mm-hmm. takes my son to drop him off at work. Then they are going, because now it's afternoon, <laughs> right? So now they have another place picking up dinner for themselves, right? Mm-hmm. And she calls me and says, you know, Sonny, something's wrong with your car. <laughs> So I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Right? <laughs> so I say, you know, what is it saying? What is it doing? So she's saying it's, it's not moving. It's, you know, I can't turn the steering wheel. I'm like, Jesus Christ. All right, stay there. So I said, I'll be there in a few. 
So mm-hmm. I get myself together, go over to where they are, try to find out what's going on with my car. So how did I'm you look, get there? <laughs> I, well, I had already worked on her car, so her car oh, was working okay. fine. So I drove <laughs> her car over there. Mm-hmm. And so I am trying to figure out what's going on with my car. I don't know what the world is happening. And I'm trying not to get mad, right? And I'm like, you don't tour two damn cars in one day. Like, that's what I'm thinking in my head. Right. right? But I, I'm smarter than to say that. Right? Are you smart enough not to say it? Go yeah, ahead, so, so, so I'm not saying that, right? <laughs> and, and I'm making sure that I'm managing my emotions. Yes, right? sir. So I'm, um, you know, um, uh, trying to diagnose what's going on with with this truck, mm-hmm. and it's giving me all kind of signs, telling me this is not happening, this is not happening, that that is overheating. I'm like, what the freak? So I go to the Vance Auto, get some coolant mm-hmm. to cool it, mm-hmm. right, and. I think that that's going to make it work. Mm-hmm. I get it started and I attempt to leave and I'm still seeing these problems. So I cut it off again, start up again, start to drive it. And I notice that it's still starting to run hot. Mm-hmm. So I get it across the street into another big parking lot. I'm in this parking lot. I call one of my uh, frat brothers who mm-hmm. works on Range Rovers and he's telling me Oh, bro, you need to do this, bro, you need to do this, bro, you need to do this. So I'm out there for like a couple of hours, bro. Um, yeah, trying to get this thing um, started. So I finally get it started. Um, and then I get it home. But I still can't drive it because um, I'm not sure exactly what's wrong with it. I just was able to drive it enough to get it home. You're right. But... Um, so yeah, bro, the devil was busy today, bro. Wow. And you still don't know what the hell was wrong with <laughs> I, ha- I have some general idea based on the conversation mm-hmm. I was having with him. Mm-hmm. And because he he that's his thing, he like works on working on the uh those type of trucks. Right. So he's uh he's gonna meet me in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, here to um help me do some more diagnosis. Awesome. Yeah. It's good to have uh friends in all walks of life, brother. Yeah, bro. Tell me about it. Because the devil is busy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anything else going on? Well, bro, I don't know that I can take anything else. He <laughs> <laughs> just, just want to get a smooth sailing for the rest of the night. Right? You know, I'm like, well, I, I promise not. Well, I can't promise you that, but I, I will attempt in my very best brother not to ex- excite or ignite your ire tonight <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost uh, fearful of uh, bringing up the George Floyd trial now <laughs> well shit that's probably the best thing that happened this week <laughs> I think we're celebrating way too early um at the um at at the best case scenario in the Derek Chauvin uh, officer involved shooting um 
in the best case scenario of of an outcome there, uh, a positive outcome for black people, we still fall short of alternatives to eradicating or stopping this um, phenomena. I did a search tonight and uh, instead of watching movies, I'm going to recommend to all black people of consciousness and maybe whatever your consciousness is to look up, whether it be on the internet, Instagram, any type of social media or internet to look up officer involved shootings. Get your popcorn and your uh, jubilees and goobers and all the other things that we um, associated with uh, movie going because you're in for a treat. I sat here, brother, almost half the day watching officer-involved shootings. And it shouldn't be that goddamn many, first of all, if you ask me. And if there is that many, and I haven't even scratched the surface, and I just tried to look at the current run, current ones, then we are in the midst of an epidemic, pandemic, of something that is diabolically opposed to civilized society. Hmm. You want me to respond? Yes, sir. Okay, first of all, I think a civilized society is relative, Hmm. depending on uh, who you're having a conversation with and depending (laughs) on how you're defining civilized. (laughs) Yes, sir. Right? Because... I mean, you and I can have a conversation about civilized, and we can talk about the 85, mm. the 5, and the 10%. Mm. You know, and so if we're looking at it from that perspective, then, you know, 85% of the population is uncivilized. Mm. You know, poisonous a- animal eaters, you know, easy to be led in the wrong direction, hard to be led in the right direction. Yes, sir. Slaves, slaves of a mental death and power. Mm. So that's one level of civilized. Now, if you're talking to um, the ten percent, we talk to the um, uh, the uh, majority white male population, then they might instead of civil civilized or civilization is, you know, themselves or um, uncivilized people as black pe- black people, people of color. Hmm. So depending on who's defining civilizer or civilization, um, is that's relative. Yes, sir. Um, do, do you find that the, there's an abundance of shootings and that this is um, a um, uncomfortable certainty? Do I think the what is uncomfortable? Um, Officer-involved shootings. Well, no, right? Because now are you you familiar with Nate Parker, right? Yes, sir. The okay. movie um, filmmaker, right? And so he his latest movie was um, 
was called what it was American uh um, American um <clears throat> I'll look it up finish yeah. your point <clears throat> but it had to do with um a police officer shooting his son shooting and killing his son he also did the movie um uh birth of a nation hmm. right now what's what's key in both of those movies is if you look at the role of police in birth of a nation which would go back to the 1800s mm-hmm. and then you look at his news his new newest movie american american pie or american justice american something forget the name of it i'm looking it up yeah okay but if you look at that the role of the police has been pretty consistent from the 1800s all the way up to now, mm-hmm. right? And so initially, the role of the police was to make sure that the slaves didn't get away from the pop, uh, the, the, the plantation. And if they did get away, that they were going to be prosecuted and they were going to be brought back. Mm-hmm. Right? The so American now, skin. <clears throat> American skin. Right? And, and so, what you have now... <clears throat> is a more sophisticated level of that police um, that police yeah that police policing and how they police black people hmm. they've they've always policed black people like that they've always hunted them down they've always shot them they've always killed them hmm. so i you know for me i i don't um, I don't know that I see much changing in that. And again, going back to civil, um, civilization or civilized, mm-hmm. I think the reason why they treat and continue to treat black people like that is because they don't see them as civilized people and they don't see them like they see themselves. And so I think that police, police training to me is is Police training is, is is teaching police how to protect themselves, and not teaching police how to protect the civil the, uh, the civilians. Hmm. And I'm glad you said police training, because imagine if you will, brother, these so-called movies. I termed it that myself. Um, Part of my dark American comedy. Uh, these movies of officer involved shootings that I watched tonight were better than any reality show, any cops that we've seen before um, as a TV show, anything that I have ever seen. It was intriguing to watch these scenarios unfold. Now imagine. And, and this is why I'm glad you brought up police training. If part of your police training was to watch these types of uh, films and diagnose them every day as part of your uh, training as a police officer in terms of um, putting, being put into dangerous situations and having to make split-second decisions, imagine watching these types of films and studying them and 
your impression of people after watching these films on a daily basis? Whether you be black, white, racist, or angelical, could you imagine putting yourself in those shoes? Like, for instance, if we were to watch the Saturday afternoon matinee of Kung Fu Fighters, we'd get some type of impression of Asian people, whether it be true or false, just by watching these Kung Fu flicks. Um, it's not um, purposeful, but you just can't continue to watch them and not come away with some false narrative um, about Asian people and Kung Fu. Well, you know, what's funny that, that you say that because it, it takes me back to our, our childhood, right? Mm -hmm. And when when we were kids, <laughs> um, we watched a lot of Bruce Lee movies, right? <laughs> yes, sir. Now, I could tell you that there wasn't a time that when we came out of that movie theater that we didn't come home and on the way home practice every Kung Fu move that we saw. Right. <laughs> Exactly. We we were karate masters from the time we walked out of that theater <laughs> to the time we got home. Right to the rest of the week, we were kung fu fighters. Oh, that's right. You and could with not... every new movie, you learned a new movie exactly. that you had to try out. Exactly, exactly. So you right. learned the centipede. You learned the snake. You learned all you know all those things just by watching the movie. So psychologically, hmm. with, with um, what you, what I'm hearing you say, is how does that impact you psychologically? Hmm. Right. Yes, sir. Think, so think That's about exactly this. it. So so think about this psychologically watching killing, killings like that. Mm -hmm. That that produces some type of trauma psychologically. Wow. Right? It, it's I didn't almost even think of it that way. It, think think about watching a person that watches porn. Mm -hmm what it does to them psychologically. Mm. Right? Because if you think about uh, uh, if you think about movies and TV, what, what the intent and what the purpose of that is, is to psychologically take you to a place that you might not normally naturally go to. Wow. You know, so, you, so it's, 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 it's playing on your subliminal right? So if you, this think about watching a scary movie, right? You watch a scary movie for two hours. You're in the house alone. Scary movie, <laughs> scary movie is off. All of a sudden you hear a crack. Mm. You know, you hear a sound. What do, you, what, what do you think psychologically is starting to happen? Your antennas start to go up. Exactly. You're starting <laughs> to become paranoid. Right? Something Even though is, you know scientifically it ain't nothing wrong, it's it's put it's something that's been put into your mind. Watching exactly, exactly, exactly. Hmm. So psychologically, what is happening? So if that is a part of your training, you you're trained, you're taught that in these situations, this is how you handle this. Hmm. Imagine there's a 26-year vet 
that police officer that you're now you're taught you're trained that you keep your your gun on your strong side right your mm. strong side is whatever whether you're right-handed or left-handed right whichever hand that you're um right most skillful with right so if so if you and so you're trained you're taught that and not only are you train you taught that but you teach this right like right? Kim Potter, Potter, right. Porter. Right. So I'll tell you right. Right. So if you know you have your gun drawn, but you know you need to protect yourself. So you say, I have you say taser, taser, but you know that you have your gun. Hmm. Because you know if I unleash or if I kill this person, I need to protect myself by saying taser, taser. Hmm. I can make an argument that I thought I had my taser. Hmm. Right? Again, police and in police training, if police training says if you are in fear of your life, say, you know, gun, yell gun. Mm-hmm. Gun, gun, gun. Mm. Or I'm in fear of my life. Mm-hmm. Now this is this is you gotta think about this. This is training. You're right. teaching police officers this. Right. So you're teaching police officers how to protect themselves. You're not teaching them how to protect the citizens. Hmm. You're teaching them how to protect themselves. Hmm. Because what they're taught is at the end of the night, you come home. Right. And is that wrong? It is absolutely wrong. (laughs) If you... So then I have to ask you just to play along with me for a moment. Okay. If you are a police officer, I know some people wouldn't even want to entertain being a police officer. But if that was your job and you have a wife and kids at home, what would be anything wrong with your captain or lieutenant or your training telling you that I have to come home no matter what? Okay. So here's here's the problem with that. Yes, sir. The problem with that is I can't volunteer to say that I want to be a therapist mm-hmm. or a mental health professional. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, my goal is to make money and not to help people. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, if I'm going, if, 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 if my professor teaches me to take an oath, to, to swear no malfeasance, mm-hmm. right? Meaning that I'm taking an oath to do no harm right. to people. Mm-hmm. I'm taking a, a, I'm, I'm swearing an honor to protect and, pres- and, and preserve. Mm-hmm. Then that is hypocritical to the oath that I'm taking. Right. And if now, I'm violent- that, that oath is in the medical profession. There's no Absolutely. such oath. In the uh, p- police, yes, no, no, but it is there. But they do have an oath to protect and preserve, right? To protect and and, and pres- uh, preserve, right? That that is an oath, right? So and 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 here's the thing: here's a job that you are volunteering for. Mm-hmm. Nobody is no. It's it's not like war, right? Where someone is is, is being is, conscripted is, to join, right? Or forced to join, right. drafted, right? You're not being forced to be on a police. Force. You are volunteering hmm. to believe to be a police officer. You are volunteering to protect and serve 
the people. And in addition to that, the people's taxes is what pays your salary. Hmm. Now, to stay on point, uh, because we're going to um, examine the psychological aspect of this filming training, like like football players have this film that they have to watch after every game. Um, basketball players, athletes that, that um, in these team sports have to watch film. That's part of their professional athleticism is knowing how to react in certain situations, certain scenarios. We're down by three points, two seconds left on the clock. What would be the best scenario? So that's, that's what happens with pro athletes. Here we have a team um, of blue against the world, and they're given these films of different scenarios and how to handle them so that they get home safely. Um, even though it is a dangerous job, just like the fire department, is another job that uh, is life-taking if you do not react properly or respond properly in a fire situation. It doesn't guarantee that you're not going to lose your life. But here is what the films say are the best practices to go forward. Um, horrible yeah. teaching. Horrible teaching. To, to, to avoid losing your life as a firefighter? Uh, no, not as a firefighter. Horrible teachings for a police officer. Uh, we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, we're at the 2734 mark in DFN Universe. You have just joined a conversation of Black power thinking, psychology, and a little humor. It is 2.58 a.m., almost 3 a.m. in the morning when we could be out partying on a Friday night or just returning home if you're in one of the southern states. Um, we are here talking about these critical issues in DFN Universe. We invite you to listen and even further invite you to participate if at all possible. But this is the conversation that we'd like to put out into the universe to keep us thinking and moving forward as a civilized society. Um, right quick, brother, before we go to break, I'm going to go to break at the 30 minute mark. We've got one minute left. Did you see the video of uh, this girl um, about to stab another girl and the police officer shot her? I did not see the video, um, but I did hear about it. All right. Uh, during the break, I'm going to send it to you. It's a very short clip, two minutes. And um, I'd like you to look at it, and we'll continue this conversation of police training and officer-involved shootings and how do we respond, not only as Black people, but as a society that is supposed to be civilized. And we'll be back in a couple of minutes in the effing universe. All right, brother. I'll send you the video. Okay, peace. Peace to the universe. We start down the road to justice. 
not a moment, it's a movement. Once we start down the road to justice, we can never stop until what we came for, we get. Now the question that I raised yesterday, can we get it under this present construct, politically, socially, spiritually, economically? You have to answer that. And if your answer is no, then what's the alternative? Uh, no, 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 no. See, now this is no plaything. And we are back in DF Universe. Welcome back, Dr. Moore. Peace to the God. Peace to the universe. Sorry for the delay. I was looking for the video. I have it on my history in YouTube. And now the video's showing the actual um, um, real-time scenario in which the officer walked into and pull out his gun and shot 15-year-old Makai Bryant. They were showing it in real time, but for some strange reason, the Ohio police that disclosed the video of the body cam that was so certain and justified in the beginning have now um, mysteriously removed those videos. Um... It's another tragedy of uh, involving a police officer in a shooting, um, what they're calling piss or police-involved shooting or officer-involved shooting, OIS. And um, what I wanted to get into, we started off with uh, perceptions of uh, civilized people on film. That's what I called the last segment, um, Dr. Moore. Uh, this segment, I'd like to focus on police film training. And um, briefly, let's start off by any reaction to the video that you saw. Well, again, um, <clears throat> if we're going to deal with psychological impact of watching film whether it's for enjoyment or whether it's for training is going to impact you psychologically right yes, sir so you're now asking me um how did i feel after watching the video after watching the video i realized that i, I had seen that video mm. um but um there are like three different other videos or maybe even more Right. Of, of of that, um, and I will say again, I think it is horrible training on the behalf of police training in the way that he handled that situation. Um, what Do I you say, think that he saved the girl's life in the paint? Do I think he saved her life? Um, the one in the paint that was about to be stabbed. I, I no, I don't think that he saved her life. I, I what, what I what I think in watching that 
is I what I think is he was a person who was supposed to be a professional that did not know how to handle that situation professionally. Mm-hmm. And if his training taught him when you show up to teenagers in a fight, shoot them, I think that's horrible training. I think mm-hmm. that's hard. I think that's horrible training. Um you and I have um roots in South Carolina, right? Yes, sir. In 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 the very same town that our family members are from, there was a uh young lady that was at what they call the IGA store. And mm-hmm. I'm not don't remember what IGA stand for, but anyway. It's the IGA. IGA is a grocery store. Right. Um, there was a lady lady there years ago and she was having some mental issues. Mm-hmm. And the police showed up. The lady had a knife. Right? The police showed up and he had a gun. He had a taser. He had a baton. He had a number of weapons. He had a, you know, spray. He had a number of weapons that he could have utilized. But he shot this lady and killed her. Mm-hmm. Now, he could have said he was in threat of his life, you know, you know, whatever. He could have said a number of things. But anyway, he killed this woman. What I'm saying is that the training that police officers are receiving are inadequate. That the training that they're receiving is not um, effective in teaching them how to handle situations, or and or they're being called to situations that they shouldn't be called to. Now, this situation may have been a violent situation, so you probably could have called the police. But in 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 police training. Was there was there nothing in the training that could have taught the police how to handle that situation differently? Because because and, and I'll say this prior to being a professional, prior to being um, going to college and all that other stuff that that I've I've done now, I've been in a number of street fights hmm. with with knives and guns, hmm. and I don't have any professional training in that. But I've handled myself in situations where people have had knives and where people have had guns hmm. and, and where people didn't get killed at the end of the day. Yes, sir. You know, I, 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 I've been in fights, physical fights, where I've been, you know, um, cut, stabbed, um, had my head busted by a bottle. I've been in, a, you know, I've been on a number of, of physical altercations that didn't result in people dying. And I was actually in the altercation. Hmm. So I'm saying to me, a, someone showing up with a gun and, and their best alternative to this solution is let me just shoot this person. To me, that's not, that's not training. And, and, and if it is training, it's horrible training. Which is and, and, why we need to have these conversations. And 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 I'll say, in addition to that, 
as a therapist and as a mental health professional, I've had a number of people in a number of situations where, where people come in and they're extremely hostile or they're suicidal or they're homicidal, right? Mm-hmm. And they want to attack staff and they want to attack people. And I've been able to talk them down mm-hmm. out of that situation. And so what I'm saying is, so whatever training that, that police are receiving is bad training or they shouldn't be sent to those type of situations. Now, in this situation, it seems like, okay, the police could have been called. But he did not have a professional, in my opinion, he didn't have enough professional experience to handle that situation. Which um, is evident because he was still, he had just gotten out of his uh, probationary period for being on the police force. Right. And, 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 and so we so, learned that during the um, press conference. Um, he's not a veteran officer. Okay. And so for him to come in and kill a teenager, a teenage female, says that it, 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 whatever training he, he, he got was horrible training, in my opinion. That, yes, that, that should not, have, that should not have, have been his first alternative. That should not have been his first go-to, in my opinion. It also begs the question, um, are the officers qualified to be in a combat situation? Um, a lot of these officers, it's, it's um, police. Policing is, is a, some would say it's underpaid and some would say they're paid a lot of money. I know it's, it's not a, um, a minimum wage job and it, the benefits are outstanding. Um, the the perks to the job are certainly worth uh, worthwhile, but some would consider it um, not worth the money due to the uh, nature of uh, fatalities one would encounter, even those that may threaten their own lives. Well, well, here's the thing. I you know I don't care about the perks or no no perks. Or the pay or no pay. If 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 you volunteer, nobody's asking you to be a police officer. But if, but if, if that's going to be your profession, is it, is, it, and I don't know if it's fair to equate the, the two. But you to me, you can't be a scared police officer. It's like it's like being a gangster. You can't be a scared gangster. If 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 if, if you're gonna be a street dude. You can't be you can't be a scared street dude, in my opinion. Which um um elucidates uh, well that um it clarifies my point that um some of these officers are not equipped not only mentally or physically, but just not have not been in those types of scenarios where they're able to provide the right type of protection for themselves or the people that they are um, under oath to protect. Then guess what? You're more you're more of a danger than you are a help. Right. Um, because now, because now, now you have a gun, 
and now you have the authorization, but you don't have the experience to deal with the situation. Right. Which leads to my next question, because I want to try to keep the conversation going. Um, There is the notion amongst those that see this as a very severe problem that needs to be addressed. There are those on the extreme, and I don't want to give any hints to my own position in this matter, but um, it seems extreme, and I wanted to know your opinion. Um, for anyone to say defund the police. Okay, so what's what's the question? What do you think about that notion of defunding the police? I think the wording of defunding the police is the problem. I agree. Um, I, you know, I understand what they mean when they say that, but I don't think that um, the average citizen understands what that means. Right. Defund the police does not mean get rid of the police. Right. It, it, it just means re, reallocation of, of resources. Right. Which, a, is, a, which is what I want to stay on, on this subject. Um, the reason I ask you that question is because if there's a lack of willingness for people to want to be officers, especially qualified people wanting to be in that type of um, dangerous field of uh, occupation then we're left with the um, Derek Chauvin's and uh, all these other people who are for whatever reason unqualified to hold those positions because we do have to have well we yeah we do and yeah we don't um, right. we we have to have a police force but the Black Panther Party was a police force the Nation of Islam is a police force. Hmm. We we can have our own police force. Hmm. I I think um, you're bringing up such a powerful statement that um, most people are not addressing. And it goes right back to black power thinking. Because these type of situations do not happen in Muslim communities. These type of situations do not happen in Jewish communities. I was about to say, absolutely. These. I was, I was just, I was just in New York, um, uh, you know, like a week or two ago. And if you walk through the Hasidic, uh, Hasidic hmm. Jewish community, <laughs> you, and and for all intents and purposes, you better straighten up. But, but and, and 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 let me say that those buildings don't look any better than any other building, right? In, in, in a poor community, right, in in in, in New York, but right. you don't see anything but them, hmm. right? You don't you their children can be outside at twelve midnight. Yep, and there's and not a problem. Not touch them. And there and there is not a problem. That is, correct. you know, what I'm saying the, the oldest woman in in that community can be outside at twelve midnight and go to the grocery store or go to whatever hmm. store that's open, and there's not a problem. There's no reports of, oh, there was a mugging, oh, there was a shoot. You know not to go there and do that. Hmm. So it goes back to the mentality. And we talked in the first segment about civilization. And um, we just wanted to put those thoughts out into the universe because there is a pandemic of problematic situations with police. But... um, 
their culpability is not the only thing that should be considered when we, as black power thinkers, are assessing the situation. Um, it's not to say that one thing is right or wrong or one thing is um, this or that, but to say that in order to have the conversation, we're going to have to be realistic with ourselves. Your thoughts or comments, brother? Yeah, no, I agree. I think that, yeah, we need to be um, realistic with one another. And I think that um, we we have not been. But I think um, speaking to more to your and point. And it doesn't let anybody off the hook. Uh, I'll interject that. But, but speaking more to your point in terms of black power thinking, in terms of how you particularly view things as us as black people coming together in unison, I think that this speaks volumes to what you constantly talk about in terms of black people uniting, black mm-hmm. people coming together as, as one. I think that, you know, in situations like this, if if we want to have the argument, right, mm-hmm. even, if the, even if the argument is between you and I, here's mm-hmm. a situation where I think you are 100% right. And here's a situation where black people could all, you know, agree and, mm-hmm. and come on one accord as right. it relates to police and black communities. Right. Right. But again, I, I don't think it's gonna happen. But I think I think you I think you're because <laughs> we're not willing right. to have that conversation. Right. But but I think you're I think you're right in that perspective, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because what will happen in small increments is like you you you're not gonna come and do that as a nation. Right. You know, you that's not gonna happen, right? Exactly. You know, you know, if if the nation builds a community, you ain't coming in that community doing nothing wrong. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? And even if something happens in that community, it's gonna be addressed in the community. That's we're not calling correct. the police. We're gonna address correct. we're gonna address it internally. If a and man nobody's hits, gonna get killed, either. and no and nobody's <laughs> gonna get killed. But if a man if a man hits his wife, he he gonna he gonna we gonna we gonna address that. No, brother, this ain't we don't do that here. You know what I'm saying? You know, so certain things Let me show you to the steps. Yeah, brother, we need we need to have a conversation with you. You know, and, you know, and, and and so what I'm saying is, you know, is like the ideology of what I've heard you talk about. Um. I, I think that that's nice. I agree, you know, with, with that. It's just unfortunate that realistically, you know, it we 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 don't come to those agreements, you mm. know, in 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 full. Mm. We can we can come to those agreements in packs, mm. but not in in full. Because if we're if we're the black if we're the Black Panther Party or we're the Nation of Islam, in in our set sets. We can make things happen. That is we can't we can't make things happen outside of those sets. But 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 I will say this that but even even in our hoods, there's there's we don't call the police. We police ourselves. Right. We 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 hold street court when certain mm-hmm. things happen. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's what we call street code. Mm-hmm. You know, if 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 you are part of this culture that we call street culture. You know, and everybody ain't a part of it. So, uh, you know, you can make judgments all you want about, you know, yeah. why this person did X, Y, Z. 
But if you don't understand Chicago life, then honestly, you can't speak on it. If you don't understand gang life, then you can't really speak on it. You know, it's it's the same. And if you want to say black on black crime, fine, I get that. But I also want you to talk about mafia, white on white crime. Right. You know, and we'll get back to that when we come back. We are at the 19 minute mark in DF University. We're having where did that time go, bro? <laughs> it went quick because um, we did a 30 minute segment, and now this is the 20 minute segment. And the only reason I'm stopping you is I want to keep it under an hour, and then we're gonna come back for another uh, 30 minute um, segment. So keep those thoughts strong and powerful, brother. We have to start thinking about black power thinking. And when we come back, more on policing and police officer involved shootings. You are in DF and universe. Peace to the universe. Peace to God. Freedom. That means what? How do we do it? What do we do now? Where shall we go now? It's our responsibility to make where we live decent and clean. It's our responsibility to protect and police our own communities. We do not need racist police policing us, killing us as they please. Why not we police ourselves? Why couldn't those black officers who are trained, soldiers who are trained, young people who are militant but without direction, why can't we train our young people? And instead of the money going to a system that oppresses us, some of those tax dollars that we give to police, give them to us and let us police ourselves. 